Um, <laughs> I feel we did a really great job of breaking down the metaverse. For we anyone. sure did. <laughs> the, I read the intro from the Wikipedia page. <laughs> There's definitely no one listening to this podcast who is really into tech who is screaming into a pillow right now. <laughs> <laughs> and if you happen to be, email me at herewearethepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Always be plugging. Always be plugging. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Parks and Rewatch. I'm your host, Joe. And I'm Joy. And today, we are diving into Season 6, Episode 7, Recall, Recall Vote. So, I have to tell you something about the intro that you came up with. Please. Because I... This song that you adapted the lyrics from fantastically was, okay, it's morning and I'm trying to... (laughs) Joe and Joy in the morning! (laughs) So two years ago, I did a promotional video for a school and their whole video was centered around this performance by a bunch of the grade school children doing this song. And so I filmed the performance and then I used that as background for the rest of the video with footage intercut over the audio of them singing. So I heard this song like 500 times during that period of time when I was working on the video. And now whenever I see this song, that is all I can think about. I can hear it in my brain. This is one of those things. That makes me really happy because I was... uh Pardon our uh, Hi, Mac. background. That's Mac the Wonder Dog. He's having some anxiety this week. Um, I was really hoping you would do the honors of reading our plot synopsis today. Absolutely. Uh, let's do it. Original lyrics rise up by Andra Day. Adapted for our use by Joy Bork. Me. Adaptations in bold. I'm not sure how to read bold. So you don't have to. It's just more of like I wanted to show what I changed and what I didn't. But <laughs> okay. you know, details. It's fine. <laughs> My only thought was to shout or something for bold, uh, but I'm not gonna no. do that. Mm-mm. I'm not it's gonna do that. a little complicated. <laughs> She's broken down and tired. Mm. Sweatpants and a hatred. Why did I say sweatpants like that? Sweatpants. Sweatpants. And a hatred for Monday. <laughs> and the recalls killed her fire. Fire! But Anne sees hope in you, so we're going to walk it out. Mm. And move mountains. Mm-hmm. We going to walk it out. <laughs> and move mountains. In case that was unclear. Each quarter's income is more dire. Business is swirling down the drain. And Trev's pushing a Saperstein buyer. Buyer! But Tom's only got 48 hours to work it out. (laughs) To put... On PJs. PJs. We gonna think it out. And imbibe... Chalky. Chalky. 
and we'll rise up. Mm-hmm. We'll rise like the day. Yeah. We'll rise up. That's right. We'll rise unafraid. Mm-hmm. We'll rise up. And I'll do it a thousand times again. I should have changed that to we, but it's fine. You know what? I'll do it. <laughs> you. Just you, though. Just you. Thank you for that very moving reading. I might have a slight tear coming out of my left eye. Thank you for lying and saying that that was moving. <laughs> <laughs> I love dry readings of songs. Sometimes it adds so much by taking so much away. I know. I know. (laughs) It's one of my favorite things to do, like just in the middle of conversation. I'm yawning again. Party foul on me. Oh my gosh, you have a Ron mug. Yeah. Are you drinking chalky? No, that would have been an extra layer of authenticity. But no, this has caffeine in it. Oh, well. Would that be like a dirty hot chocolate if you added espresso shots to it? I think technically that is what it would be called. Well, it'd probably just be a mocha. Yeah, at that cl- point, I was going to say close cousin of the mocha. Mocha. Anyway, um, I love just in random conversations, just like deadpanning a song and seeing how long it takes people to notice. <laughs> Pretty sure I've done that on this podcast several times. <laughs> Worth it. All right. Behind the scenes and trivia. Imdba said that during the scene where Leslie recites the poem to the children and Ben removes her from the room, they are dressed as Wesley, Dread Pirate Roberts, and Buttercup, and one of the children is dressed as a rodent of unusual size. R-O-U-S. I don't believe they exist. (laughs) (laughs) That was on point! Yeah! (laughs) Good job. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) As you wish. (laughs) And then suddenly from like your right side and R-O-U-S comes and just tackles you out of your chair. It summons them. It's fine. It's fine. Annabelle Porter and Bloosh. I'm yawning again. Party foul. Party foul. Party foul. I'm so sorry. Are a parody of Gwyneth Paltrow and her lifestyle brand Goop. And I love it. It's so hilarious. So hilarious. During the haunted house, when Leslie is talking to a group of children, she says, nothing gold can stay. This is a reference to a poem Robert by Robert Frost, made famous by S.E. Hinton's novel, The Outsiders. Rob Lowe played Soda Pop Curtis in the moody mm, movie adaptation of the novel. I mean, if I recall correctly, it was a little moody. I would imagine so if it's... Yeah, a poem. Anyway, um, my own personal thoughts on this. For some reason, I, in my remembrance, I felt that Annabelle Porter was in so many more than just two episodes. But she's just in Mm. this episode and in season seven, episode three. I think that's a credit to her personality. She feels larger than she is. She has more of an impact on the story than her two episodes would indicate. It's magical. Mm-hmm. It's magical. All right. Time for some dives, dives, dives. Up top, we're going to talk about almost everything bluesh, which I just want to say booch, but it's not. It's bluesh. <laughs> and in the booths, we're going to talk about Kevin Pollock, hot chalky, and pen ink tattoos. Oh, boy. So get ready for that. Mm. Let's talk about everything bluesh. 
Annabelle Porter. Okay, let's talk about phone book phone book models real quick. Um, I googled phone book models and I googled people modeling for phone books. I modeled, <laughs> I I modeled. Wow, I googled everything I could find, I could think of to find. Like, is there somebody who's listed somewhere that they're a phone book model? No. I found 3D models of phone books that you could bring into your 3D building world. And I found pictures of the front of phone books, but none with people on them. Is that like a metaverse thing? Define? 3D models of phone books? Probably. I don't even know. So... I don't even know what the metaverse is really. Um, probably my Sounds right. my biggest exposure to it has been seeing that people are trying to cancel Brie Larson for essentially selling out to the metaverse, which for all the advances we've had in technology, the video I saw looks like the old video game probably isn't quite the correct term, Second Life from way back way back when I mean an episode of The Office when it was originally airing came out making fun of Second Life for how bad it looked essentially and this doesn't look any better so I this I mean I could just be seeing a wildly misrepresented slice of it but I definitely don't get the whole metaverse thing okay so Wikipedia says a metaverse is the network of 3D virtual worlds focused on social connection in futurism and science fiction, it's often described as a hypothetical iteration of the internet as a single universal virtual world that's facilitated by the use of virtual and augmented reality headsets. So it's basically Ready Player One. Yeah, that, what that's basically about. what it is. But Facebook has a real one now. What? Mm-hmm. Since when? It's part of their whole meta thing. Oh. Yeah. And it looks terrible. <laughs> Great. Good for you, Facebook. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> I feel we did a really great job of breaking down the metaverse. For We anyone. sure did. <laughs> I read the intro from the Wikipedia page. <laughs> There's definitely no one listening to this podcast who is really into tech who is screaming into a pillow right now. <laughs> <laughs> and if you happen to be, email me at herewearethepodcast.gmail.com. Always be plugging. Always be plugging. <laughs> Why are we so amazing? <laughs> uh. And, okay, talking about Annabelle Porter. Someone on Reddit affirmed a thought that I've had multiple times. I don't know if you've seen the Always Pan ads on YouTube, but they are so Annabelle Porter and they drive me nuts. I don't believe I have. The lady is just trying so hard to have like a slightly exotic accent of some sort while talking about her always pan and just the way <laughs> that she talks and the always pan. It's This bad. sounds like something I'll definitely need to check out and maybe watch more than once. Yeah, go um, ahead and just search that up right now <laughs> as I start talking about lifestyle gurus. It kind of reminds me of, um, I don't know if you've ever seen either of the Zoolander movies. Mm -mm. I mean, in my opinion, they're not that funny, but there was a, it was actually an ad for Zoolander 2. Um, 
and it was Kristen Wiig in character, and she plays this. I don't know. She like everyone in the Zoolander movies. She plays this ridiculous fashion person, uh, and so the ad is an ad for Zoolander, but it's actually an ad for Youth Milk, which is like her big product. <laughs> Youth Milk, and it's just Kristen Wiig in heavy, heavy makeup with this ridiculous accent, and she's talking about like Youth Milk. And my favorite line from that ad, which I quote all the time and nobody understands because no one gets the context, is she goes, when you are old, you feel sad. <laughs> it, it sort of is it's just in What's that same. What's the line after that? I don't even remember. Uh, <laughs> What's her accent? It, it's, yeah, it's. Her character is absolutely ridiculous. So it's, I don't even think it's an actual accent. She's sort of just mishmashing several of mm-hmm. them together. Trying to be exotic. Yeah. It's so funny. There was a lady a few rows in front of me on the plane back yesterday that mask up looked like Kristen Wig, And I kept staring at her being like, is it you? <laughs> is it you? But that's, you know, not very kind to do on an airplane. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you look up the always pan yet? I'm looking at it right now. Oh, yeah. I found the right one. Always Can pan. You, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. It's the always pan. So weird. Okay. Pan. So life's pan. 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 <laughs> okay. With the full open mouth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next thing. Lifestyle guru. Wikipedia said that lifestyle gurus, also called lifestyle coaches, lifestyle trainers, lifestyle consultants, advise people how they can make themselves happier through changes in their lifestyle. Lifestyle gurus are are a profession popularized by several celebrities, including Cherie Blair and Madonna in the 1990s and 2000s. Lifestyle gurus have come under heavy criticism in recent years, with most criticisms concerning their utility. <laughs> mm-hmm. Other criticisms have centered. They they misspelled that. Oh, my gosh. Wikipedia. How dare you? Centered on the perception that they are a symptom. I almost said synonym. Nope. Symptom of the indecisiveness of today's society. Mm-hmm. Frank Fierity a professional of sociology at the University of Kent has been a prominent critic of lifestyle gurus. They receive criticism for preaching unscientific ideas, thus influencing public opinion. This was really funny. A 2017 article in Vox accused personal growth gurus of being all smoke and mirrors, a hypocrite's game, and bull beep artistry aimed at making money from selling a product, such as books or conferences. Here are some quotes from that article. Deepak Chopra is a fraud. This is what I was thinking as I lingered 20 rows back, waiting for Bree, my boss, to finish huddling with Deepak on stage about the presentation he would give that evening. It's just, there's just that sentence. I'm like, oh, that's my life right there. (laughs) Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so they talked about in this article, like, I had nothing against Dr. Chopra. I just found it surprising that... Moments before the dry run now underway, this beacon of enlightenment, a man supposedly above the trivialities of ego and self-doubt, had asked my boss if the khakis he was wearing made him look fat. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Apparently, I learned gurus are people too, even gurus lining the self-help shelves of friendly neighborhood bookstores. 
They aren't infallible, all-knowing oracles above worrying about their generous muffin top or widening backside. They are business people with books, keynotes, and openings in their consulting practice to peddle. Whoa! Um, a quote from a, uh, this author's friend, Cherise. Many of these people are no more qualified to dole out life lessons than you or I. <gasps> oh my gosh. So this, this author tried to become a lifestyle guru in a way and said, attaining Chopra-like status was tough, but not impossible. My fellow authors assured me. The key was to monetize my expertise as though every person I'd ever encountered was loose change waiting to be salvaged from the couch. <laughs> that sounds like pastor dads uh, using their children as sermon examples. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking hmm. about. This hmm. definitely doesn't, you know, hmm. reawaken any trauma from childhood. <laughs> definitely not. Oh, no, you're rocking in the corner now. Joe, come back. <laughs> uh, um so to do so, I needed to pepper my website with authoritative photos of myself, arms crossed, face confidently arranged to a tell me something I don't know expression. I needed an e-newsletter promoting products by many my many acolytes would buy, like webinars, ebooks, and $499 coaching packages. I also needed to invest $10,000 in a media trainer who could teach me to hold my own with Terry Gross and Anderson Cooper. Never mind that $10,000 was far more than I'd received for my advance and I was already behind on my rent. It's like, oh, right. This is, this is a business. Mm -hmm. Oof, oof, oof. And Annabelle Porter is doing a great job making business out of it. Um, celebs who are lifestyle gurus, at least according to this article I found that was released in 2015. I don't know basically many any of them um tiffany thiessen she has individual sections for food crafts home decor and party hosting her upon uh, <laughs> anonymous but it starts with ep eponymous there we go eponymous blog is a one-stop shop for all things lifestyle her hippopotamus blog is a one-stop shop <laughs> <laughs> she wants a hippopotamus for christmas her blog will tell you that it's true <laughs> Anyway, uh, the former star of hit shows 90210 and Saved by the Bell provides beautiful photos and simple instructions for kid-friendly projects like homemade ice cream and DIY tic-tac-toe. Wait, okay. Isn't that you just draw a tic-tac-toe board and play on a piece I mean, of paper? I, I am of two minds about this. Okay. Hit a, me. is that the dumbest thing in the world? <laughs> Or B, are we the dumbest thing in the world for not figuring out how to make money off of tic-tac-toe? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, here's our $300 DIY thumb war kit. <laughs> it was really just a PDF printout. Uh. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Reese Witherspoon she has a lifestyle brand called Draper James that's named after her grandparents Dorothea Draper and William James um, embodies the actress's southern charm for elegant stocking stuffers take a look at the line's custom mint julep cups and adorable leather key fobs 
Really? You have custom mint julep cups? I mean, at least you have adorable leather key fobs, right? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? I don't I, I don't have an adorable leather key fob. I don't so. either. <laughs> Great. But we also um, missed the boat on monetizing tic tac toe. <laughs> so, you know. Not surprising that we're not, you know, with it or whatever. We are so behind the times because I don't even have an always pat. I don't have a hippopotamus vlog. <laughs> okay i didn't know this was going to be so fun to make fun of okay sarah michelle geller geller i don't know geller geller uh mother of two and former buffy the vampire slayer star is a whiz in the kitchen not only is her Instagram account filled with snaps of her cooking creations, but Geller also co-founded Foodsters, a site brimming with delicious recipes and curated kits for easy at-home baking. I don't need a curated kit to bake. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Haley Duff. Uh, while the actress and singer Haley Duff's blog, The Real Girl's Kitchen, offers up comfort food recipes like Rustin Vanilla Bourbon Bread Pudding. How about you shorten that a little bit? And Slow Cooker Spinach and Artichoke Dip. The site is also home to new mom tips and craft tutorials. Looking for last minute gift ripping techniques? Duff can help. I'm not. I hate wrapping things. So. Oh, Absolutely. The uh, old Patterson standby is you get a gift bag, not wrapping paper, and you just throw the tissue paper on the top. Yep, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, she's known for bringing the laughs with her epic dance moves and hilarious celeb interviews. But did you know she's also an interior design and a fashion aficionado? Her lifestyle brand ED features beautiful home decor like these handmade tumblers and simple chic apparel such as these classic button-down blouses that are very Alan. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like somebody in her marketing team should have, you know, maybe like slipped a hand up on the back and gone, so our lifestyle brand is Ed? Yep, it's Ed. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Ed does not sound posh and upscale and guru-y ed sounds like a tired middle school teacher from sandusky (laughs) (laughs) who just wants to go home (laughs) and he's been wearing the same plaid shirts for 10 years but it's very ellen (laughs) well if if they would have done edg like degenerous Mm -hmm. it would have been edge why didn't they think of that why didn't they ask me man how are how are we this smart, but we missed the whole tic-tac-toe <laughs> thing? <I don't> know. <sighs> well, can't print pin down this kind of can't print uh, down this kind of brilliance. <laughs> I found an article that said it was all about apparent skills you needed to be a lifestyle guru, and it was not a very long article. I'm sorry, I'm yawning again. <laughs> it's the pen it's the force of the pen it's sucking me in i just like how you use the doppler effect with your yawn to make it sound like the yawn made you so upset you got up and ran around the room 
<laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this whole article boiled down to three things. I wonder what else you could be with these three things. Mm. Number one, leadership. Gee, if that isn't the most generic thing ever. <laughs> Are there jobs you don't need leadership in? Very possibly. Mm-hmm. 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 I think you got to lead somewhere. Tic-tac-toe salesman. <laughs> yeah, you got to be sales leadership. <laughs> You got to get out there. You got to find your market. You got to tell them. Marketing brilliant. Right. With various accolades. Obviously. Ugh. You need excellent communication. Okay. And you need grit. Yeah. This sounds like a want ad for an Everest expedition party leader. I mean, Mm. Mm. or a submarine captain. Or yeah, a baseball team captain. Really, any thinking, of the captains. <laughs> I was thinking like R&D for a sandpaper company. <laughs> Got to get some grit, man. Oh, uh, you need like 80 grit, like 200 grit. Obviously, like we got sometimes it. Sometimes you even need like 1600 grit and 2000 grit. grit. Ooh, yeah, for those really. Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're riffing on sandpaper. It's morning. Uh, maybe maybe this is a sales leader for Cutco then, you know, because they come and sharpen your knives. Know. Yeah. I just, I have to say, if I could be lifestyle guru to oh, the man. lifestyle gurus for a second. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You just elevated yourself so fast. I, I know. I think I'm getting it. I think I could sell people tic-tac-toe now. I think you can. Um, I think you can. <laughs> if I could be lifestyle guru to the lifestyle gurus for a second, mm. don't call yourself guru. <laughs> that is right. If you want to fly under the radar and not basically be a, a big joke, don't allow mm. yourself to be labeled as guru. Like Correct. What you're going to want to do, <laughs> A. Here's what you're going to do. Here's what you're going to do. Listen, listen. Linda, you're not listening to me. So you are a not gonna want to call yourself guru, obviously. Obviously, obviously. B, for anyone who refers to you as guru, you gotta you gotta stop that before it starts. Right. What you're gonna need is a squad of Blackwater Division raccoons mm, yes. on standby. Yes. So that yes, when Joe. when any publication is going to publish an article labeling you a right. guru, right, you deploy. Yeah, and we they, don't have time for that kind of stuff. Yeah, they take care of the problem before it starts, like only they can. So here's the deal: I know that mm-hmm. not many of you have access to a squad of Blackwater Division raccoons. Mm-hmm. So today, mm-hmm. if you today sign only? up at the introductory price of a hundred thousand dollars per month. Um, uh-huh, then yeah. you can get model access to your very own Blackwater Raccoon Squad. Now, here's the deal: this is a limited time deal. offer, and supplies are limited. They're, they're, they're just absolutely limited. There are only so many Blackwater Raccoon Squads out there, right. and 
training is very rigorous, so you're going to want to get is. on this. You're not going to want to miss it. Um, our own publication, uh, Tic-Tac-Toe Monthly, yeah. uh, has an article all about this, how really the only way to know um, that your uh, bread pudding is conflict-free and made with actual right. rust and vanilla is to have your own right. Blackwater Raccoon Squad. And we are here for you. Um, the only way to get exclusive access to our Tic-Tac-Toe Monthly website is to mm. email us at rewatchparks at gmail.com with your official inquiry. Yes. And our people will get back to you shortly. Yes. Uh, so don't let this offer slip by. Uh, we are available anytime until you pay us your money and then we will mysteriously vanish. But we might <laughs> email you and ask you to buy a bunch of Apple gift cards for us <laughs> as a pastor. Yes. Uh, Have you talked about that on here? I think I did. I think I did. So funny. Yeah. Basically, don't get scammed, people. Don't, don't, don't let gurus be gurus. I don't know. I don't know. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Okay, moving on. Red Quinoa. Healthline.com says it's high in fiber, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. It's also, excuse me, it's also an excellent source of protein, and it's naturally gluten-free. Yay. Although, quinoa is more than just nutritious. It comes in a variety of colors, each with subtle differences in flavor, texture, and nutrition. Red quinoa in particular can add a pop of color to your dishes. Particularly, it's a good source of manganese, copper, phosphorus, and magnesium. A mm. website called Jennifer's Kitchen broke down the different flavor profiles of the colors. Red quinoa, which takes on a brownish hue when cooked, which makes me mad, it should be brown quinoa then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Has a richer taste, slightly chewier and heartier texture, and somewhat nuttier flavor compared to white quinoa. It's often the quinoa of choice for cold salads. We're back to talking about salads. <laughs> Just so frustrating. As it holds its shape better during cooking. White quinoa is actually a bit more tan than white, so it's sometimes what? called tan quinoa. Call quinoa the correct colors, big quinoa. Come on. It's called tan quinoa or ivory quinoa or golden quinoa, yellow quinoa, blonde quinoa, or just quinoa. <laughs> wow. Of all the quinoa colors, white has the most delicate taste and the lightest texture and cooks up a bit fluffier than other types. Ooh. Fluffier. Black quinoa has more of an earthy flavor than white quinoa and is ever so slightly sweeter. Purple quinoa is very similar to red quinoa. It isn't readily available in grocery stores. Good to know. But you didn't tell me anything about how it tastes, mm -hmm. Jennifer. Orange quinoa is a slightly milder version of red quinoa, and it is also hard to find. Cool. Good information, Jennifer. I guess I didn't realize quinoa in general wasn't mild. Yeah, I don't know. Real life confession, I didn't know it was called quinoa until maybe college. We used to call it quinoa. I'm, I'm going to say, actually, I don't think that's much of a confession. I don't think you have to stand out on that that ledge alone. 
I don't think anyone knew it was quinoa till around college. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Oh, look at you joining me in my moment of vulnerability. Okay, let's talk about goji berries. Um, it's also called a wolfberry, which, which is fun. Just makes me insanely angry that that's not the name we call it. Why would we call it goji? We call it goji when there's something that like I, I, I would go to any smoothie parlor and be like, I want a wolfberry smoothie. In the wolfberry. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a fruit of either Lyceum barbarum or Lyceum chinese, which could be misspelled and could be Chinese. I don't know. Um. It's two closely related species of boxthorn in the nightshade family. All of these are cooler names than goji. <laughs> Solanese. Wow. Um, okay, both of these species are native to Asia and have long been used in traditional Asian cuisine. In January 2007, marketing statements for a goji juice product were the subject of an investigative report by consumer advocacy program Marketplace curated by the Canadian television network CBC. In the interview, Earl Mindell, then working for direct marketing company Free Life International Incorporated, falsely claimed the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York had completed clinical studies showing that use of wolfberry juice would prevent 75% of human breast cancer cases. On May 29, 2009, a class action lawsuit was filed against Free Life in the United States District Court of Arizona. This lawsuit alleged false claims, misrepresentations, false and deceptive advertising, and other issues regarding Free Life's Himalayan goji juice, gochi, and Thai Slim products. <laughs> wow. I have so many issues with those names. This lawsuit sought remedies for customers who had purchased the products over years. A settlement agreement was reached on April 28, 2010, where Free Life took steps to ensure that its goji products, this is awful, were not marketed as unheated or raw, and they made a contribution to an educational organization. Cool. <laughs> With many other novel health foods and supplements, the lack of clinical evidence and poor quality control in the manufacture of customer products prevent goji from being clinically recommended or applied. Any, uh, sorry, among the extreme claims used to market the product, often referred to as a superfruit, is the unsupported story that a Chinese man named Li King Yuan who is said to have consumed wolfberries daily, lived to the age of 256 years, from 1677 to 1933. This claim apparently originated in a 2003 booklet by Earl Mendel, who claimed that the goji had anti-cancer properties. The booklet contained false and unverified claims. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is funny. Um, organochlorine pesticides are conventionally used in commercial wolfberry cultivation to mitigate infestation by insects. China's Green Food Standard, administered by the Chinese Ministry of Agriculture's China Green Food Development Center, does permit some amount of pesticide and herbicide use. Agriculture in the Tibetan Plateau, where many Himalayan or Tibetan branded berries supposedly originate, conventionally use fertilizers and pesticides, making organic claims for berries originating here dubious. Since the early 21st century, high levels of insecticide residues, 
um, I'm not going to read all of those, have been detected by the United States Food and Drug Administration in some imported wolfberries and wolfberry products of the Chinese origin, leading to the seizure of these products. Which is why the only way you can know if your goji berries are pesticide-free is to own your own island. <laughs> so there's that. Let's talk about paella recipes that are conflict-free. Yes, preferably free of conflict. Oh, my gosh. The recipe, though. Just the recipe. What? What? Um, paella is a rice dish originally from Valencia, Spain. While it's commonly viewed by non-Spaniards as Spain's national dish, Spaniards almost unanimously consider it to be a dish from the Valencian region. It's the uh, it's believed to be the original. Wait, try again. It consists of round grain rice, bauqueta and tavela, which are varieties of green beans, rabbit, chicken, sometimes duck and garot. Garofo? Is that an F? Ooh, garofo. A variety <laughs> of lima or butter bean that's cooked in olive oil and chicken broth. The dish is sometimes seasoned with whole rosemary branches. Traditionally, the yellow color comes from saffron, but turmeric and calendula can be used as substitutes. Artichoke hearts and stems may be used as seasonal ingredients. Most paella cooks use bomba rice, but Valencians tend to use a cultivar known as senya. I would like to eat paella. Let's talk about oat wedges real quick. To be honest, I had no clue what an oat wedge was, and now <laughs> I want to make them. Um, I found a recipe for Scottish oat wedges on hometownsource.com, which consists of, tell me what else these these ingredients sound like, butter, vanilla, light brown sugar, flour, oats, and then you combine it, bake it, cut into wedges, and eat it. Hmm, butter vanilla light brown sugar flour and oats kind of hard to go wrong with those ingredients right i found some seeded oat wedges that look more like what an annabelle porter would eat they look healthy mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> oats and salt baking soda which is listed as bicarbonate of soda olive oil sesame seeds and poppy seeds and they were like the thin cracker type yeah i was gonna say if you did not have a homeschool mom who Oof. went through at least a period of time where she was obsessed with health food. Um, healthy is code for runaway, uh, joyless. Yeah, tastes like cardboard. Nasty. <laughs> Will make you want to puke. Yes. Yes. Did your mom ever do barley green? No. It was like a MLM type um, health food thing again, but it was like, it was green. So you'd mix it into like orange juice or water and drink it. And it smelled like drinking grass, like fresh cut grass. Ugh. And then it would just coat your teeth in green. And Ugh. so we called it barfly green. Ah. <laughs> I did not like it. So to round out the oat wedge category, I did find some giant chocolate oat cookie wedges which definitely have granulated sugar in them. So Chiquita from the episode definitely wouldn't eat them. Oh, yeah. In fact, she would boycott them. Yep, she'd protest the entire event. There you go. So with that, it's time for our likes and dislikes where we talk about what we liked and what we didn't like so much. Joe, what you got? I like negotiation over thinking PJs. Mm-hmm. That was great. I like that Jerry made it to vote this time. Yeah, Larry. I, <laughs> I like that Ron's in Bloosh. Ron's in Bloosh. Ron's, Ron's in, in Bloosh. Uh. 
<laughs> and we discussed it already, but I just love the incredible parallels of Bloosh and Goop. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That was just so, so good. Mm-hmm. I like Larry, please, we're having a private conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like Ron telling Tom to start over and speak differently. Thank you for your clarity, Ron. <laughs> I like Ron doing something that makes him uncomfortable to help Tom. Mm-hmm. Good for him. I like that Ron regrets everything. He does. <laughs> I like Larry. Everyone is miserable. <laughs> Poor guy, because he's actually doing good in this episode. He made it to vote. He, he got he the did. pizza. He did. It was this bad timing. He's trying so hard. <laughs> I like Leslie's original concession speech. So funny. <laughs> I like the paper mache little Sebastian. That was incredibly well done. Which somebody spent hours on for it to be in the shot for 30 seconds or less. Yes. And even more exciting thought that still exists somewhere oh i sure hope so somebody has that somewhere and we are gonna put a squad of blackwater raccoons on acquiring it so and if you want your own squad of blackwater raccoons this is just an example (laughs) of one of the many uses okay Mm. (laughs) email us at rewatchparks.gmail.com uh I like that Joan is back. It's been too yes. long. I like that Mozambique cashmere is the new cast iron stove. So confusing <laughs> on so many levels. I love this quote. Joan, I love your hair. Annabelle, thank you. It's genetic and unattainable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I like that Chris is Burt Macklin, friendly lifeguard. Of course he is. He has no clue what's actually happening. But he's seen Andy do Burt Macklin how many times? So funny. Oh, I love it. I like Chris running into the mirrors. Yes. I love they did it multiple times. <laughs> yes. I actually forgot about that part until it happened, and it actually made me laugh out loud again. Yes. It's it totally did. It so totally did. funny. <laughs> I like Donna showing off everything at the Blush event. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bird bath salts. Mm-hmm. I like that Annabelle is actually super savvy. Yeah. She's odd and she's not very scrupulous, but she's very savvy. Yep. I like that Ben is sober. Obviously. <laughs> I like the pawn shop tattoos. Mm-hmm. I like that this party is over. It yep. no longer is. It was. And Tom's like, oh, man, it, it was. was. <laughs> I like that Ben and Leslie are not the cutest couple that Herman has ever seen. Of is his course. name Herman? I couldn't remember. Uh, is it Herman or Harold? I, I, it's don't good. I don't know. It starts with an H. I'll look it up. I'll go with Herman in the interim. I like <laughs> this shot of Ben Wielding a chainsaw, asking if Herman has anything to numb the pain. (laughs) (laughs) And then I like their quips as they're leaving. Goodbye, world traveler. Later, bro, (laughs) Hazen. 
yes. I like Ron's encouragement to Tom, his speech about what matters being your name. Yep. I like Anne's letter to Leslie. Yep. I like April's moment of weakness. So hilarious. And then I like Tom's negotiation for the sale of Rent-A-Swag. Yeah. That that was just kind of a cool moment. It shows how he's come into his own. He's still Tom, but he's evolved and grown as a character. Yeah. And uh, that was very cool. So that's my likes. What did you like about this episode? I love that Tom's got put on his thinking PJs to make big decisions. I love April's response to it's it's a mistake. She shouldn't be in charge of the silly skeleton room. It should be the undead serial killer room. <laughs> I love the small detail of Ron throwing mini marshmallows into Tom's hot chalky. Yes. And With then incredible telling Tom, accuracy. I know, but they also did a cut on that. <laughs> so did he actually make it? I don't know. Um, and then telling Tom to go for a walk out of this office. <laughs> I love everything Blush and Annabelle. The mm-hmm. lore around this is amazing. Yes. I love that how in love with Blush, Tom and Donna are. Mm-hmm. Like they are the are like the guides into how I as an audience member should feel about Blush. Mm-hmm. And they do such a good job. Yes, they do. The trends are so ridiculous, but also are scarily believable. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, ooh, Ron Swan to design chairs, the must-have item of the season, along with red quinoa wind therapy and buying an island. <laughs> like, what? What? I also looked up Mozambique cashmere. I found nothing. I don't know how that would be the new cast iron stove. <laughs> and who has a cast iron stove nowadays? That's a great question. Um, and luckily her favorite fishmonger now makes house calls in Indiana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Um, and then when she ends up on the show and she's like, hello, hello, it's me. I'm here. <laughs> I love that. I love that Donna wants a new leather jacket because Ron made it on blue. I love the whole concept of the Leslie Nope emotional support task force. And they've got everything she could need covered. Back rubs, YouTube videos of turtles and birds becoming friends. I mean, who wouldn't want that? Let's be real. Um, the fake Lilith Fair concert, the secret hand signal, which now that Anne knows it's based on a Klingon greeting salute, she wouldn't have agreed to it. Um, Anne's in the moment brilliance of like, um, how about we paint our toenails to look like pumpkins instead of changing all the signs? Good job. I love how the whole team chose to stay with Leslie until Mm -hmm. the results got in. It's very fitting. They went into it together. They will go out of it together. I love the small detail of purred too close to call a nail biter. Anybody's game. These are the three phrases you won't hear tonight as Leslie Nope has been voted out of office. (laughs) It's like, let's build up the tension, build up the tension. Mm -hmm. JK. Nope. She's gone. Um, dead Leslie. So, Funny. Mm-hmm. Fart wads. I hate Mondays. Ponch burger. Eat my shorts, jabronis. Nope. nope out. out. Um, falling asleep on a bench. And the scary stuff is invisible, Leah. <laughs> 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 I love the mini competition that Joan has between herself and Annabelle. Um, Joan can honestly say that today's guest is the only person in this town who's a bigger deal than 
Joan. Mm-hmm. And as a journalist, I feel like we're best friends. <laughs> and then the, this is really important. So everybody shut up. I love your hair. And then Annabelle's thank you. It's genetic and unattainable. <laughs> I love that we have another round of Halloween with our parks fam. Like, the Halloween through line just makes me happy because we've seen so much character development happen. Um, yeah, I love it. Princess Bride. I love that whole theme. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that April's a flower because, again, it's the antithesis of who April is. That makes mm-hmm. me so happy. Um, I like Ron recoiling from most of Annabelle's touches. Because yes. she thinks she just has the run of it. Like she can just touch him anytime. Um, I love Chris's small moment of like, I'm sorry, I failed you. Both as a scary monster and as a friend. And then he walks into the mirrors. <laughs> Drunk Leslie and Ben. We have yes. talked about so many times how wonderful our characters are drunk. And this did not disappoint. Mm. They peaked. <laughs> Now they got to prove themselves. Tattoos are the obvious go-to. And they go to Herman, mm-hmm. who breaks open pens. And he offers a short needle or a long needle. Just kidding. He only has a long needle. And then, like, Ben's excitement at the bucket of pills. <laughs> so funny. And then later, when Ben comes out, giggles, and is like, I flushed my car keys down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I love Anne's reminder to Leslie of the essence of who she is. And then, I'm yawning. I'm sorry. And then Leslie bouncing back mm-hmm. and how she bounces back. Mac absolutely agrees. He loved it too. Yeah. He did. He absolutely <laughs> did. Um, I love that Anne's weakness is telling Chris and Anne, I meant to say, take two. I love that April's weakness is telling Chris and Anne that they're cute. <laughs> Perfect. And finally, I love Tom selling on his terms. Mm-hmm. I'm all about agency. And like he took back his power when he did that, which makes me so happy. I do have some mid likes. I feel with and for Leslie, like it's a both and here. I be I see both sadness and resilience, like trying to cope and feeling betrayed at the same time. And like the small moment where she exited the poll booth, like it was just a split second cut. Mm-hmm. But like she exited the poll booth and nobody, nobody was there. Nobody paid attention. Mm-hmm. She was just a normal, normal citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then her coping. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, you finish. Um, Leslie's busy. It's fine. She's got things to do. Planning a haunted house. Plus, it's Kevin Pollock's birthday. Who cares about the recall? It's Kevin's day. So. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it before and it. it it is kind of tough to watch, especially if you're a Leslie fan. And, you know, I think we've talked about it. She she needed this. Her character yeah. needed this in order to, I guess, have an arc through the rest of the show. Because right. um, I think you really see in this season her scope is too small to go yeah. on to do the bigger things that she's going to go on to do. You know, she both doesn't she, – she can't function in a world in which she's not – a Pawnee city counselor. Right. And essentially nothing bigger than that. And she also is in this unhealthy codependent relationship with it where she hates it and she's lost perspective mm-hmm. with the people that she's supposed to be serving. And it's all about her. Right. So I think that that little shot where she comes out of the voting booth and no one 
does anything. She's just kind of alone in the middle of a crowd is really important for her development as a character. I really liked that. Yeah. That was very well done on their behalf. Mm -hmm. What did you dislike Joe? Just a few things. Uh, Chris, those are obviously Wolverine claws. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Chris. And and not the pencil versions that we improvised with in grade school. How dare he? (laughs) Those are nice Wolverine claws. (laughs) And then, Ron, I get it that he's standing up for traditional uses of the chair. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you really sitting in a rocking chair at the dinner table? No. That just seems awkward and inefficient. True. And then I am echoing my likes here when I said I liked the pawn shop tattoos. I also dislike the pawn <laughs> shop tattoos. That's Joe's version of mid likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's it for my dislikes. What did you just like about this episode? I don't have any. <gasps> what? I know. Wow. I sat and I was trying to think of things I didn't like and I just loved all of them. Is this foreshadowing? I don't know. I don't know. But now it's time for the coronation of the beautiful rule breaking moth, the segment in which we choose one specific thing that was the breakout star of the episode. Joe. Mine is Annabelle Porter. Mm-hmm. She is fantastic. Her character is so well acted. I really wish she had more than two total episodes. Me too. she's just great. I love it. Yep. I would like to see a showdown between her and Joan. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Like, they yeah. both vie for uh, basically, like, Joan's TV show. Like, Annabelle right. wants to take it over and make it the Blue Network. Right. And they, they come to blows. Yep. That would be that would be tough. Um, mine is the amazing quotes from this episode. Mm-hmm. I just kept as I went through and took my notes. It was just like, oh my gosh, I love that quote. Oh my gosh, I love that quote. Like, no matter what happens, you will never acquire my thinking, PJs. Ron, can you put some more mini marshmallows in my hot talkie? Ron, <laughs> if there was something I could do for you, I would. Maybe you should try taking a walk out of my office. Ron, start over and speak differently. (laughs) And then Ron's practice words. (laughs) Annabelle, could I be more jealous of your lowlights right now? I mean, OM squeak. Talk about bangs envy. And then Ron's famous words, I regret everything. (laughs) Leslie's, what up, fart wads? Eat my shorts, jabronis. Nope, out. And Annabelle, what I really love about a Swanson is you can use it for anything. Ron, (laughs) yes, you mostly use it for sitting. (laughs) <laughs> Leslie, when she was drunk, I did. And I was, and I was like, woo. And all the people were like, <laughs> <laughs> Ben, hello, sir. We are sober. Herman tattoos. This is a pawn shop, but yeah, I can do that. Annabelle, this party's over. It no longer is. It was with a hand flick. Herman, take a scoop out of the pill bucket, which is just an old coffee can. Yeah, and it looks like the pills are just all multivitamins. Well, valid. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, come on, Parks and Rec. You don't want to get, like, real meth for the... Come on. Let's see some authenticity here. Right? Put some color in there, not just white. (laughs) Put some red quinoa in there. Ooh. It's heartier. Uh, Favorite quote. 
Anne, you poetic and noble land mermaid, you're right once again. Thank you. And now. It's time. For. The shaming. Of the Jerry, the part of the show where we shame one particular thing for bringing the episode down or being unnecessarily annoying. Joe? I don't know about you, but it's barely a Jerry for me. Mm, I mean, mm -hmm. there is just not much I didn't like about this episode. Yeah. Uh, So it's just, it's kind of more of a quibble than a Jerry, but like April, I miss Andy. Yeah. I wish he would have been in this episode. What do you think he would have done in this episode? Just hung out with April, done haunted Mm -hmm. house things. Made fun of Chris and Anne. Yeah. 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 So that's my Jerry. Who or what is your Jerry? I wanted to see one more drunk adventure with Leslie and Ben. Mm. Like, why did it have to stop at the tattoo shop? Mm -hmm. Just like throw one more in there. Yeah. They're the best. That's all. And now it's time for the awarding of the Lil Sebastians, the ceremony in which we rate each episode against the entire catalog of Parks and Recreation episodes by awarding it between one and five Lil Sebastians, one obviously being the lowest and five representing perfection, the most magical episodes of all time. Joy. Yeah. How many Lil Sebastians would you rate Recall Vote? Five. Five. I also rated this episode a five. Oh my god! Which means this episode is officially inducted into the Parks and Rewatch Hall of Fame. Yes, it's a great episode. And now it's time to ask that all-important question: Where the world? As always, this segment is for episodes where the character is not featured. We speculate where he might be and what he might be doing. Hey, what do you think John Ralphie is up to during the events of Recall Vote? Well, I think that John Ralphie and the gang are actually Annabelle's trade secret. (gasps) Oh, they are her trend scouts that are out right now trying to find next month's trends. Oh, that's so good. And they're watching you right now. Naturally. So do something trendy. Yeah, Joe, get that (laughs) dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you? Where do you think John Ralphio and the gang, maybe the gang, is our... I think that John Ralphio is stuck in the House of Mirrors. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Unlike Chris, he was not able to find his way out and is still bumping into mirrors. That explains a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like by the time the end of the episode rolls around, he's just laying against mirrors <laughs> in the back corner, going, I'm so loud. sobbing until Eagleton Ron comes and finds him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Is Eagleton Ron a lifestyle guru? No. No. His motivations are much too pure to be a lifestyle guru. Okay. Uh, Yeah, let's karate chop some stuff. What do you want to karate chop this week? Fluorescent lights. They're just depressing. Mm. 
all around and they're toxic. You break one of those suckers open, you better mm-hmm. vacate. That's all I'm saying. What about you? Uh, I'm going to karate chop that I have forgotten to wear green on St. Patty's Day for... Oh, no. Only probably like the last eight years. <laughs> and have I, you survived? Yeah, I've been pinched a few times, but I just never remember. I wore green pants. <laughs> so I'm proud of myself for that. I always get up and dress myself for the day before I remember that it's St. Patty's Day and <laughs> I'm already at like out the door and at work or whatever. And yeah, I just never remember. Well, so who do you want to be nice to it. this week? Um, Fun game recommendation that you can play with people across the distance. What Why am I singing this? Um. Do you know the game sequence? I do. I haven't played it in forever. That's There's an like... app for it. It's called In Sequence. What? And you can play with people. This is like like reawakening a childhood like memory I thing. know. Man, sequence. Oh my goodness. I am playing games of sequence so often right now. And it is phenomenal. Wow. So you can add friends. Wow. You can even play with up to three people. Wow. I know. And you get a notification every time somebody plays a turn. And so you can play with up to 24 hour turns. Wow. And if you forget, then the other person wins. Wow. That's kind of amazing. The apps are really irritating. So if you're going to do it, just go ahead and commit to paying like what a dollar, two dollars to get a Mm -hmm. month free without ads. But do it in sequence, the app. You need it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'll play with you, Joe. Okay. Okay. Who are you going to be nice to? So I realized that as an avid gamer, I've talked about video games plenty before on the show, but I don't know if I've ever actually had a video game as my be nice recommendation. Hmm. So I'm going to fix that by throwing a game recommendation out there once in a while. I would I would bet good money that there's one or two people out there who are avid gamers as well. If you have not played it yet, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is fantastic. Mm. Uh, I just finished playing through it for the first time. I didn't buy it when it came out. Um, I kind of meant to and then just never got around to it. But then I saw the other day it popped up on Xbox Game Pass. So as a bonus, if you're an Xbox gamer, this game is free on Game Pass right now as of the recording of this episode. So Friday, March 18th at 9-11 and 11 seconds Central Daylight Time. Yes. Thank you for the clarification. Always good to have those. Uh, I just booted it up to check it out and wound up getting sucked in so hard I finished the entire game which is a long campaign by the way um, it is not one of those games that is too short uh, nice very good campaign but how long did it take you I ripped through that thing I think in two or three days wow uh, and it's a long campaign I mean it just captured my attention in a way that not many games have done recently it's one of the best games to come out in i think the last two or three years at least 
Um, the the graphics, the gameplay, the voice acting are all superb. I think the voice actors did a great job of taking enough cues from the Marvel movies that are out while still keeping it its own thing because it's not, it doesn't exist in the same universe that the movies do. So they take cues from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's it's its own thing. It's its own self-contained story. Um, the way the studio Eidos Montreal captured the mechanics of fighting a Star-Lord and using the rest of the Guardian's abilities works very well. It keeps combat sequences from being repetitive. The soundtrack is perfection because if you know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy, the music is a huge part of it. And so they actually licensed so many songs to use for the game. Um, That's expensive. Yeah, but it is so good. And the huddle feature is my favorite thing about the game. It's so ridiculously fun. Basically, once you build up your huddle meter enough, at any time during during combat, you can activate the huddle, which essentially pauses the game and triggers a cutscene in which you call the rest of the Guardians over into an actual huddle. What? And then they'll give you a little bit of a speech about how the battle is going. And then you can choose a response which triggers you giving a speech to them. And depending on how well you do with the speech, you can give all of all of you damage buffs when you head back into combat. And they'll get pumped up and go like, yeah, and then run back into the fight. <laughs> and then the cutscene. people do when they get pumped up. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And then the cutscene ends with you hitting play on your Walkman. And then whatever actual song starts playing plays for the rest of the fight. Wow. It's so good. Um, Yeah, it's great. Super fun game. Amazing story. Very well done. But the thing that really caught me by surprise that I wasn't expecting was for it to actually be this beautiful story about grieving Hmm. and dealing with grief and loss, which... It just does so well. And uh, I'll share a mild spoiler here. So if you're going to play the game or you don't want to get spoiled, just skip ahead like 15 seconds or or whatever. Um, Mild spoiler because I won't say where it is, but basically Peter Quill, the main character, is talking to somebody um, about grief and about loss and letting go. And Mm -hmm. he says this quote uh, where he says, it's an earth thing my mom taught me. The idea is that you light something to remember someone, to pay tribute. I mean, it's not magic or anything. It doesn't bring anyone back, but, you know, it's a gesture. A small thing in the face of a very bad thing. Sometimes that's Mm. all we have. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And that was just one of many story beats that hit me in the feels in a way I was not expecting from a game like this. Hmm. It really is good. It, it, You know what? If I sat down and worked up a list of like my top 10 video games of all time, this would be on it for sure. Might even be in the top five. It's that good. Wow. Yeah. So if you're a gamer, there you go. There you go. All right. Joy, take us to that outro. You're broken down and tired <laughs> Living life on a merry-go-round And you can't find the fighter But I see it in you 
so we're gonna walk it out. Give me a line. Bloosh. And blues the world. <laughs> we're gonna bloosh it out. And bloosh. Bloosh the world. Give me a word. Uh, paella. And I'll make it. I'll make it one day. I'll make it. I'll make it unafraid. I'll make it. And I'll serve you some Valencia paella from a conflict-free zone. And give me another word. Chair. And I'll make it. I'll make you sit. I'll make it. You can even eat it. I'll make it. I'll get you swans and chair. Uh, give me another word. Mm, chalky. <laughs> when your chalky's getting cold. And it feels like you can't drink it anymore because it's cold. I know you feel like dying. But I promise we can warm it up again. And I'll get you some heat. We're going to warm it up. And I. Some marshmallows in it for you. Give me another word. <laughs> Pill bucket. And I'll get it. I'll get it for you. I'll get it. It'll make your day better. Oh, just stick your hand in the pill bucket. <laughs> I'll get it. I can't guarantee there will be. No side, no side effects. Oh, <laughs> that was that was not great on my vocals. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you will feel something, or maybe you'll feel nothing. Who knows? <laughs> but you have an experience with that pill bucket. I hope you don't die. Go ahead, Joe. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us. We hope that you have had fun, because we certainly have. If you'd like more Parks and Rewatch in your life, you can follow us on Instagram at Rewatch Parks. Uh, side note, we're no longer hacked. Uh, we oh, that was bad. Take care of that whole situation. So. Sorry, everybody. Whatever it was they wanted to show you didn't take us several hours. Yeah. Um, just know that we will never just send you things like That's that. That's awkward. That That's really awkward. Don't seem like us and want you to just click some random link. And thank uh, you for everybody who like reached out and yes. texted and called and made sure like we knew. I yes. appreciate you. Yes. Shout out uh, to Katie Kranz and Sammy and Marie and, and all Crystal the other people. And Andy Amanda and yeah, Greg. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Greg messaged us. I, yeah. 
Um, but we knew very soon, thanks to all of you. Uh, the Blackwater raccoons are on it, so hopefully that shouldn't happen again. Uh, well, so is Burt Macklin if you saw our story. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that was great as well. Uh, you can also join the official Parks and Rewatch fan club on Facebook. It's a great place to, you know, let us know if we've been hacked. Um, Details. <laughs> and if you'd like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash parks and rewatch. And if you sign up at either the Pawnee Goddess or Swanson tier, you get immediate access to our after show exclusively for patrons, the Hucking Boofs. If you're an email type of person, you can send us an email at rewatchparks at gmail.com. And if you are enjoying our show, it would mean the world to us. If you would leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and a review on Spotify. And I won't hesitate no more, no more. It cannot wait. Email us. Remix. About the things that we kind of we're not kind to, it cannot wait. Email us. Do 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 do. What do we say, Joe? This party no longer is. It, it was. was.